Hey everybody, uh, just before we begin the show, I just wanted to say a quick Merry Christmas and uh, thank you guys for all the support throughout the whole year um, for this little podcast. Uh, I noticed the numbers have been rising, which is very, very important to me uh, and makes me feel great that I'm actually doing something that people enjoy to listen. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that this is probably one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Uh, and I'm glad that I got to get Dave to go along <laughs> and do this with me, uh, because it's really wacky. It's totally out of spectrum of the podcast and, um, you know, but of course it is something very terrible. And if you haven't figured out what it is yet, I know that you're going to find out what it is in just a moment, but I wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a very happy new year, uh, and whatever you celebrate, well, a very happy holiday. So without further ado... Please enjoy the Terrible Terror Holiday Special. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. R2-D2 as R2-D2. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. His son, Lumpy. With special guest star, Beatrice Arthur. Art Carney. Diane Carroll. The Jefferson Starship. Corman and an animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Hey everybody and uh, welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast, a special Christmas bonus episode and uh, have we got a treat for you. Not only am uh, I going to go through this, but I brought along a friend uh, who also had to go through the tortures of watching the Star Wars holiday special. So, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, friend? Two times. This is Phantom Dark Dave, and I had to watch this two times. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually doing this. <laughs> so, this this was uh, a secret thing that uh, I, I wanted to do, like, because it's somebody's asked before to like do the Star Wars holiday special, and I'm like, well, it doesn't really fall into horror, it doesn't really. And then I was like, well, I kind of want to have Dave back on just for fun, just to do something really random. And I and I send him a message, and I'm like, hey, you want to do the, hol- the Star Wars holiday special with? Oh no, it was first. Hey, you want to do a special Christmas special with me? I'm not going to tell you what it is until you say yes. And then he said yes. <laughs> And then he got to find out what it was. Um, so you're welcome. Twice. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, 
if I had seen this before, I would have said no. <laughs> this is this was tough, man. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of laughing and. I mean, because this thing is so goddamn ridiculous, um, even when it comes to, like, the intro. So, this is not going to be, like, your standard episode of the podcast. We will, there will be, like, audio clips and stuff, but it's going to be more of, like, a freeform discussion. And if I hit the certain, like, clip in the episode, then uh, we'll we'll get to that point. We will, I will, we will kind of discuss it, but it's not going to be like the other episodes that we've done. You waiting for me to say something clever? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, you're right. <laughs> we are going to try to make this entertaining because you had it right when you said you hit me up to do something uh, fun and unpredictable. It was definitely unpredictable. Most definitely, and that's staying in there. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see where we go. Oh, I think we're both like really fucking delirious from watching this because you watched it again today. You watched it again. Was it on Thanksgiving Day? Was that when you watched it? Yeah, that's how I I, I celebrated Thanksgiving by learning about Life Day. And see, I watched it. Uh, I've seen like bits and pieces of it before, but like all the way through, I watched it on Wednesday, and then yesterday did the audio stuff. So basically, watched it again, and then now we're we're going through it. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we're going to be a little loopy <laughs> while we watch yeah. this, or <laughs> while we talk about this, watch this, Jesus Christ. So, um, Merry Christmas to you guys, and uh, here's your present. Um, <laughs> we're going to go through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I could think of nobody better to do this with, because uh, you've had me over on Dave Pop Culture Podcast, and uh, you know we had a good talkie episode, and then we had a good... Uh, episode about vincent price um and it was just kind of fun to just to, like kind of randomly talk about the movies um and again i needed to torture somebody else so again you're welcome dave uh, this is like my christmas present too <laughs> that's right <laughs> i get to watch it twice and talk about it you so know, the only difference is vincent price we both like him <laughs> that's true and and those movies i watched were terrible but cheesy at the same time those dr goldfoot uh, and the bikini machine. Oh god, that song stuck in my head again. Uh, did you ever get a chance to watch that? By the way, nope, just the trailer again. Oh, not the Doctor Goldfoot and his bikini machine. <laughs> <laughs> when I re-listened to the episode, it you know got me back into the groove of it. I just haven't picked it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. So again, there's clips. We're, we're going to hit some spots, and there's some really ridiculous things. And the first ridiculous thing I really want to talk about is that intro that we just listened to. Because while I was watching it, and I had to look it up, and you know, we talked a little before we started this uh, lovely podcast. But you, you hear everybody's name, and then when it gets to one specific character, it is R2-D2 as R2-D2. And I was like, what the fuck is with Kenny Baker? Like, you're going to totally fucking ditch him from the whole thing? Like, Peter Mayhew gets to have his fucking name in there. But meanwhile, it's R2-D2 as R2-D2. You're going to fuck the guy in the suit. I would never fuck a guy in a suit, just saying. You sure? Not even if it was a gimp? Uh, it depends how much I had to drink. What about if it was itchy? Which... No. <laughs> With his cane? <laughs> but, you know, that got me thinking. I was wondering if I would have enjoyed this more had I been drunk. 
I'm pretty or sure. Or on acid, maybe. It doesn't mean that I don't have like a beer out in front of me right now as we talk about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I had to get monstered up just to get through it, so. <laughs> That's kind of like having a beer. It is for me. Well, it, it kind of, you know, I came to find out after I looked at some things that the reason that it's R2 is R2 is because it really is a remote-controlled version of R2, so... I can't get too mad at that, but that's the only thing I can forgive them for. The rest of this movie, or special, I can't. Now, the file that uh, I found this on, uh, that I sent to Dave, um, it is long. Like, when I first looked at it, I'm like, two, it was like an hour and 55 minutes, somewhere around there. And I was like, no way, this whole thing can't be that long. And turns out that there's actually commercials uh, throughout this whole thing. So... I want to talk about those a little bit too, at least some of my favorite ones from here, but I'm going to wait for those. We're going to talk about them at the end. We're going to stick to Star Wars in the beginning, and then we'll go right to the end and uh, talk about some of the commercials that's there and the like my favorite ones. And those ones, I actually kind of have the full commercial uh, for the most part because, you know, commercials, relatively short, and I could almost do a full episode of this damn show on like commercials from like the 70s in general because the editing on those things were terrible. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm a big fan of those retro commercials as well. I've played a few random ads on Days Pop Culture Podcast. I just wish I had known about these commercials. Oh, I know. I, oh, man, so good. And one of them, like, I was sitting there, and I'm going to play it, but I was like, wait, I've heard this one before, and it wasn't this commercial, and it happens to be that South Park lampooned it, like, way back in the day. Oh, man. So I won't play the comparison, but we'll, we'll talk about it when it comes. So to start this whole lovely special off, uh, this is all about Wookiee Life Day, okay? Like, they didn't... So, back in the day, this thing was already a war on Christmas because it's a Star Wars holiday special. And it's a, not even about Christmas. It's about how the Wookiees have some stupid fucking ceremony that I have no idea what it is even fucking about. <laughs> like, all I know is that the end of it... Yeah, nobody candles. else does either. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, <laughs> we know Life Day is really important to you. Well, what is it, motherfucker? <laughs> Somebody yeah, it seems more me. like a Thanksgiving, you know, appreciation. Yeah, and so the the very first thing that we get from the movie is we get to actually see Han and Chewie on the run from the Empire. That's it. I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. Set your coordinates. We won't jump far. So it's such an important day, yet nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And it's just fucking stock footage that you have, like, of TIE fighters flying by. Yeah, well, thank goodness we have Harrison Ford back as Han Solo, and he's able to talk to Chewbacca, because as we get into it, you know, we'll realize we don't all speak that language. No, because we do go to Kashyyyk, or however the fuck you say it, uh, Wookiee Homeworld, uh, and we get to meet Chewie's family. We get to meet, uh, was it Mala right away? We get to meet mm-hmm. Lumpy. Uh, and we get to meet Itchy, <laughs> but we don't get any fucking Scratchy. Like, was that his wife? That was the first thought that went through my head. I'm like, the Simpsons have fucking ruined me. Where the fuck is Scratchy? <laughs> I knew we wouldn't get too far without a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> it's now it reminds me of that one episode where they go to the damn convention. It's the uh, cool battle robots from Battlestar Galactica versus the gay robots from Star Wars. 
Oh. oh, but this is, it turns, this like turns into, that's just like the first like minute. And we get to see like the day life of like the Wookiees here. And it's nothing but fucking Chewbacca sounds. Like, yeah, I think we go for what, a steady nine minutes of just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're there. The little fucking lumpies, a fucking dick to his mom or some shit like that. And then so like Itchy's got to scold him and. There, she's trying to prepare for Chewie to come home, and she's worried about where he's at. And it's just... <laughs> whatever the little one is. Oh, my God. Like, they're terrible costumes, too. Like, oh, yeah. It's clearly a much cheaper done budget. And what's with the this treehouse that they live in? It's, I mean... It's entirely 70s retro done out with the green shag carpeting. I mean... It literally looks like the inside of a toy. Oh, yeah. This was definitely something that was meant to sell more Star Wars toys. Like, I have no doubt. Like, this is going to be the best fucking thing ever. Everybody's going to love this. And (laughs) we're going to sell itchy toys out the fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's got this weird, like, underbite. Is that what that is? Like, his bottom lip comes way up to his nose. Like it looks terrible, and I know that the the mullet mask was actually like an another Chewbacca mask that they retrofitted. So that's basically like Chewbacca has been fucking himself like this entire time. <laughs> He's an hermaphrodite. Yeah, and speaking of itchy, with that the way the lip goes up, it looked as if it was one of those almost like a hand puppet. You know, like you could clearly see like they did Kermit the Frog. It was just some dude's hand controlling the mouth. It, it looks terrible. I mean, it looks like, you know, those stereotypical, like, redneck type of old people with a scrunched up face, but with lots oh. of fucking hair oh. around it. <laughs> so, maybe it's like stereotypical rednecks? I don't know. But... <laughs> redneck Wookiees. There you redneck go. Hashtag Wookies. Redneck Wookiees. There we go. Uh, Love it. Maybe that's going to be the next Star Wars spinoff movie. It's going to be Redneck Wookiees. It's going to be better than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so of course she's all worried because Chewie and Han were supposed to show up like relatively soon, but they're busy evading the Empire. So what does she, else she do? Well, she goes and she calls Luke to uh, find out if she knows where he's at. Hard to look. It's Chewbacca's family. <laughs> Here, keep working on it. Hello, Mala. Where's Chewbacca? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, one at a time. Yeah. Not now, R2. Oh, wait a minute. I don't like the looks of this. Let me get this fixed. Oh, R2. You're supposed to be watching that. There. That ought to hold it, I think. What's up? It's Chewbacca. Yeah, we'll bring him to the screen. I want to say hello to him. You, you don't know where he is? Oh, he's not there yet. Is that it? Oh. 
can tell you is that uh, he and Han left here on schedule. If he's not there now, they're way overdue. They must have been in trouble. R2, please, this is important. Now, now listen, calm down. I mean, you know how Han and Chewbacca are. Anything could have happened. They could have, they could have stopped off somewhere or been held up by an asteroid storm. Listen. I wouldn't worry about Chewbacca. I know him, and he hasn't missed a life day yet, right? Well, there you go. He's not going to miss this one either. It's just taking him a little bit longer to get there. That's all. He'll make it. Come on, don't look so worried. Now Chewie's not going to want to come home to a house full of long faces, is he? Come on, Marla. Let's see a little smile. Okay, so there's a couple things going on here in this lovely scene. First... How much fucking makeup does Mark Hamill have on his fucking face here? Enough to look like a Barbie doll. He totally... <laughs> yeah, he could be a Kenner doll at this point. Um, it, it is so terrible. And that bowl cut of a haircut <laughs> looks nothing like what he was. Like, Luke looks nothing like Luke from the film. Like, you know, Mark Hamill has been taking some time off from the shooting. He grew out his hair a little bit. And they're like, fuck, you messed everything up. So now we we need it quick. Let's get a ball and get it done. Get a hairstylist in here and make his hair more blonde too. While we're at it. Oh yeah, there's plenty of like gel on the fucking lens of the camera or something to make everything look better as well. It's all glistening and shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and and then like what you heard in that middle like and I wanted to make this shorter originally, but I wanted you to understand the horror of the first nine minutes where the Wookie sounds were nothing but fucking that. Like the first like minute of that clip it was what you get for the first like nine minutes of this fucking thing. Yeah, and there's no subtitles, no shitty dub like from the scent review that you did. Yeah, we don't get any of that. We just have to sit and listen. That's right. I want to hear uh, shitty dubs of horny Dutch teens <laughs> over the top <laughs> of these Wookiee screams. Though we will get to horny Wookiees in a little bit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh my god this is all so terrible uh so you know and then the whole situation with him and like oh he's kind of fixing his x-wing and i can tell that that you know was just a remote controlled r2 because it just kind of moves like back and forth and that's it yeah and funny story about that too whenever you were telling me that it was a remote control not only did it make sense for what they said in the credits, but it reminded me of a story. So back around this time period when Star Wars was up for some awards and they actually had R2-D2 make an appearance on stage. I forgot which award show it was, but um, Mick Garris, the director who did a lot of the Stephen King stuff, he actually got to control the R2-D2 remote control. Oh, so, so that's pretty cool. I think they did it for one of the Academy Awards. Probably, Probably in 78 or 79, something like that, because this movie was just... I mean, when it came out, Star Wars was just so huge that this kind of made sense, but at the same time, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, you got to wonder if, you know, which came first, the holiday special or the award show, because if it was the award show, it would make sense. Well, we can't really get him in here to play R2-D2. Hey, just bring that remote control robot. We'll make it work. Yeah. You guys still have that? <laughs> Can, can we borrow it? Do you still have that piece of crap from the, heart of the Star Wars special? It only moves forward and backward. That's okay. Does it lift its arm? We got it. Yeah. Can it hand out an award? Okay, that's more than it can do in this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, so it's it's so ridiculous. There's a couple of things like that that we missed in like the beginning where they had the is it was it after this that they did the choreographed dance bullshit? Like they had the weird holodeck thing that was going on with all the goddamn oh, yeah, like juggling. The, oh, it was right. Like a, it, it was like right before circuit this. Circuit lay on top of a chessboard. Yeah, so like they took the chessboard, like the cool thing from the original fucking movie where they had like the monsters on it and they're all fighting each other. But instead, he puts in the little chip or whatever it is, and then you get some weird fucking dance routine with some guy dressed up like a fucking parrot or some shit, and like them doing gymnastics for five minutes. Yes, for and and them still going whatever the fuck they were doing the entire time. My Chewbacca is terrible, just like this fucking special. Uh. Oh man! So once they've they've talked to Luke, then we get to uh, we go and she contacts somebody named Sean Don, who's played by Art Carney. Now I remember Art Carney; he was in one of the Muppet movies, right? Oh, I have no idea, was he? I believe that he was in one of the Muppet movies, and I could totally be wrong. And I want to say maybe it was Muppets in Manhattan, but it might have been one of the other ones. And it's totally going to drive me crazy because I thought that he was. But it's weird to kind of see him in this role because I just kind of always remember him being like little bit parts. Like, I don't remember a specific like Art Carney role, but it's weird to see him in a... Like a situation like this, at least he only plays one character. Yeah, well, you know, regardless of what he's ever done, he will forever be tarnished because he's from this, and that's how I will always remember him now. <laughs> so he plays a traitor that is also working with the uh, the rebels, those rebel scum, and uh, he, you know, is trying to keep in contact with them and make sure that everything's going well. And then we see this weird sequence where. There's an Imperial soldier that's, like, buying something in there. And he's like, oh, here, why don't you take this uh, shitty fucking aquarium? This, like, mini aquarium that uh, we got. And it looks like one of those, like, games where you you have, like, the blue liquid that you shoot up and it spins the little things. That's what I was thinking, too. You turn it upside down and you just see the little bubbles. That's right. And then you try to catch them in the other little things. and (laughs) (laughs) They're like little fake fish that fall down or some shit. Yeah, and he's all into it, too. Oh, he's totally into it. He's like, yeah, this is the best-selling thing. Uh, so, Wookiees, like, piece of shit, like, games that you can play? I, I oh, don't clearly. <laughs> clearly. So, the Stormtrooper or, or Imperial Guard, I don't even know what the fuck he is. He looks like he's a TIE Fighter flyer or some shit like that. I, I don't remember, like, the black outfit with the long fucking back head. Or, actually, he's one of the guys that, like, somehow survived the Death Star. You know, the ones that actually, like, pull the levers and everything like that. He just happens to be here checking out the store like, hey, look at your wares. I'm trying to find something that I don't really care for. And then what's like the thing that he gives him ultimately? It looks like a really shitty back scratcher. Yeah, all I know is it's powered by a laser and it can charge. Oh, and, but it does and a ton of other stuff, right? <laughs> so it seems. It has he has like a laundry list of things and like oh this is the only thing no it does this 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 and this and ruins my career. Oh that's right. <laughs> he also talks about it can groom you, but not oh, only can it groom right. you. <laughs> like what do you mean groom you? <laughs> Looks was... like a giant vibrator. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to groom you so you can accept more. Maybe that's what he's meaning. Like okay. that type of grooming, not like necessarily like cleanliness type of grooming. Mm. <laughs> Just terrible as it is. 
Ugh, yeah, and you know Wookiees need a lot of grooming, especially right. uh, the older ones. <laughs> Which, again, we'll get to in a bit. So, from there we go back to the home, and then we... This this upset me the most out of everything. Like, you hear all the people, I know B. Arthur's in this, whatever, I could give a shit. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman is in this, is in three different spots. The last spot, I can forgive him. This is probably the worst thing that he does. Cause and and you know, me with Carvey Corman is always going to be Blazing Saddles. That's like the thing that when I think of him, that is the role. I know he was in Munchies and I've done that before on this podcast, but fucking piece of shit. <laughs> How do you think I feel? You've been texting me this every day. I know. <laughs> listen to your rant about because, this particular scene. Because it sticks in your fucking head. So we're going to play. This is this here is Mala. She's going to be making this wonderful dish for, you know, Chewie, her husband, for when he gets home so that all four of them can eat, which happens to be Bantha loin, right? And then they, made, they make sure to make the joke about Bantha rump if you need to have more people so you can eat the penis if you're only serving four, but you eat the ass if you're serving more. So here, here's what I've been texting uh, Dave constantly. Hello. Today we are going to be preparing a very succulent dish called Bantha Surprise. This is only a very hearty, nourishing dish, but it's very economical too. So all those hungry mouths in your household will be going, yummy, yum, on that tummy tum, if you just follow along with me as I prepare this popular favorite. Now, today, I'm going to be using the tenderest cut of the Bantha, the loin. The loin is very tasty and serves four nicely. Of course, if your family has a hearty appetite, I would suggest then that old popular holiday favorite, the Bantha Rump. And guess what we are ready for now? The cooking. Step one, we stir the mixture. Stir, 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 stir. Stir, 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 stir. Very nice. Now, step two, while we're stirring, we also whip. So it's stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Now, let's try it again together at an increased tempo because precision is very important in this recipe and we do want to have a fine consistency, don't we? So, and on the count of one. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Come on, faster all together now. Cooking can be fun. Stir, whip, stir, whip, whip, stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Having fun, having fun. We are not having fucking fun. <laughs> okay? <laughs> he, okay, first, why does he need to play the fucking woman? Like, I'm not saying that it needed to be played by a woman, whatever, but fucking A, you could have gotten somebody else than fucking Harvey Corman to do this. Okay? Then they think it's funny that he grows extra arms. Like, I'm not going to play that whole fucking thing. I just, I, I had to cut it in the middle and then give you a little bit of the stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Which I've been sending Dave every fucking day. <laughs> I had to mute my microphone because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It's so <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrible. He's, he's dressed up in this, like, purple fucking, like... I mean, it looks like it's, it's a like an 70s, 80s Miss Doubtfire. I told, that's it. That's fucking that's it. it. 
It's 70s Mrs. Doubtfire. He's got the hair, and then the wig is not staying on so well when he really gets into the stirring and the whipping. And then he's like, oh, then you got to beat it. So you also got to beat your loin, too, at the same fucking time. And you got to take it and pound it. Pound that shit. And he's fucking pounding and stirring and whipping. And then Maul is looking back there like, what the fuck? I can't do all this shit. It's... It's so uh, the hair stupid. it falls in his face it looks like flock of seagulls and he's just shaking it and it's just like flipping off his head oh my god I wrote like three times in my notes what the fuck Harvey Corman what the fuck did you do like whose soul did you sell yourself to that you had to do this shit and you had to be this fucking character well one thing I want to say is it's you know, I was honored that you asked me to come on here, and then when I saw it, I was like, okay, it makes sense. But then I was, I thought it was interesting because, you know, I'm more of a Star Trek person, even though I appreciate Star Wars. But the one thing about Star Trek is, uh, especially for the next generation, it was always said that it it had things of the future. Like, there's the Star Trek Next Generation, it kind of showed the iPad before the iPad was actually out. And what's funny is I've started noticing things in this episode that, like, Hitler predicted the future too and one was just this character alone I'm like in the 70s this was a, a bold thing right to have a man playing a woman that was clearly maybe both is this like a, a Paula thing in space <laughs> but it clearly I mean they know that nowadays it's totally cool and acceptable as are look at the, the TV screens they're watching or whatever they're called they look like flat screen TVs like did they know that was going to be a thing I believe they are the video walls that they have okay <laughs> and they're using Skype throughout this whole thing I mean, how did they even call Luke Skywalker earlier? So, so you're calling him uh, like Paula Dean Doubtfire or something like that? Is that what we're getting here? Yeah, yeah. PDD. <laughs> Just like Phantom Dark Dave. I don't know if you <laughs> want to be associated with that. Stir with, stir with. <laughs> and next oh. on my YouTube channel, <laughs> we're going to teach you how oh, to make Bantheloin. <laughs> that would... Oh. I would share that every day if you did that. <laughs> just, just saying. Oh boy, uh, no! I think I'm going to need to have you send that over, and you can be a part of the. <laughs> well, um, I've cut all my hair off, so now you it's have. up to you to have to do that hairdo. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, but it's just so ridiculous. And then the fourth hand comes out when he like sneezes or she sneezes, yeah. I guess. And I was like, okay, I was waiting for that to like happen. And it was at that time that my wife, who's watching this with me, she looks over at me and she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh man, I have so many, like, like it, she looks like, I don't know if you watch Futurama, but it like reminded me of Elzar, uh, the, the cook that they have that's mocking Emerald Lagasse. But okay, yeah, he's got like that, but... four arms as well, so I don't know if like that's partly taken from this as well. It would be kind of cool if it was. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Well, I know that they're hardcore nerds, uh, the, the writers of Futurama were. Well, it all only makes sense. Of course. So, the, basically at the end of it, like, she turns, Mala gets so frustrated with the fucking thing, because it's not just, you know, us getting frustrated watching Harmony Corbin do this shit, uh... That she just turns off the TV and then throws it in the fucking oven. Like, how do you know how long it needs to bake for? Like, what temperature does it bake for? How do you finish the fucking bantheloin if you didn't watch the rest of the goddamn tape? Maybe she was just going to make the rump instead. 
it's it's possible that that's what he was going to do. So from there, uh, they get a knock at the door, and they well they actually learn first that uh, imperial law has now been instated into the area. Attention, all viewers. Due to suspected rebel activity on the Kazook planet, the Empire has declared martial law. A blockade has been set up around the planet. No ships will be permitted to land or take off until further... So, that means that Chewie has no way of coming home. Oh my god, who could that be at the front door? Why, that happens to be Sean Don, uh, and he's here bringing gifts for everybody. And, uh, I... You know, I totally don't remember what he gave both the kid and the mom because what he gives the de- the Chewbacca's dad is like <laughs> the only thing I can think about when I think about this fucking scene. Yeah, everything else doesn't even matter because you start to focus on the attention that Itchy gets and it just makes you wonder, this is PG, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's what I was wondering. There was a couple of things in this that I was like, one, the fact that Jefferson Starship is a fucking part of this. Uh, two, <laughs> and we'll get to them, don't worry. Uh, two, this scene where he basically, well, here, I'm going to play this real fast and let's see if you can guess what you think he gave him. He'll insert this proton pack. Now then, Itchy, I thought you might like this. It's one of those that, uh, let's say, well, it's, Kind of hard to explain. It's a uh, wow. You know what I mean. Happy life day. I do mean happy life day. I mean it's wow. It's just yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know I don't know because I watched this scene and I definitely wasn't like wow. No, I I wasn't wow at all. I mean, he basically like in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's giving him like VR, like yeah, cool. That's that's kind of cool. And you know, they they didn't really call it that either at that point. You know, it was more like just something like a helmet screen or whatever. And then the fact that he's like almost like winking at him, like, and eh, it's really gonna is <laughs> <laughs> giving me a punch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creep and a half. You're going to enjoy Carmen. this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're totally going to enjoy this. And it, it... I don't even know how to explain this. Like, it is VR, but at the same time, it's like... Here, it, it summons uh, Diane Carroll. And I didn't know that... Uh, I guess at this time, or maybe even a little bit before it. I'm not sure if it was after it. But she was kind of like the it thing for a second. She got nominated for an Academy Award. And I'm like, you're... You're doing this? It's her fallback project. Maybe it's her fallback. Well, maybe it was, hey, you're going to be involved with Star Wars. Isn't that going to be great? Yeah. I bet you that's how they got everybody in this. They told him, man, see how big this Star Wars thing is? If you be, are a part of this holiday special, man, it is going to blow up your career. And it probably sank a couple. <laughs> well, that's how you got me on here. <laughs> that's true. So... uh <laughs> Let's go ahead and real fast, we're going to listen to Diane Carroll uh, first when Itchy turns on the machine. I know you're searching for me. Searching, searching. I'm here. My voice is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. 
I am in your mind as you create me. Oh, yes. I can feel my creation. <laughs> I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? Oh, oh. We are excited, aren't we? Yes. Okay, so Itchy like totally jizzed all of himself, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like he's gonna be itchy, that's for sure. Uh, he's gonna be sticky as well, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe even stuck. He's gonna need that grooming thing to get oh. rid of the hair from the area because it's gonna be all stuck together. Um, yeah. But it's it's like she's like, I found you. I'm for your eyes only. And I'm going to manifest in what you want me to be. First, you're manifesting something that doesn't speak Wookiee. Okay? Second, you're manifesting a human. Third, this is fucking porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is soft corn. It's finest. It's like, what, what, what the fuck am I watching? Why am I watching an old fucking, like, Wookiee get off on this, like, terrible, terrible 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 thing yeah i guess when you're a wookie stimulation is on a different level but i mean let's keep in mind he's in the middle of the living room (laughs) where everybody else is too well i think the kid went upstairs right to go play with his toy possibly that's good but but you know the the wife is there daughter-in-law is still there well maybe they got a thing for each other because you know chewie's not going to be around and this is his wookie viagra is watching this thing (laughs) dreaming about humans Yeah, not to mention that, you know, they don't even look like Wookiees. It looks like something from Harry and the Hendersons. That's how bad the... I mean, it's just, <laughs> not as good as the Jim Henson project, though. They're all just fucking Sasquatches. Yeah, yeah it's not as good as the uh, the monster from Labyrinth. I'll say that. Yeah, the, that's a... Uh, when are we doing that episode? Oh, maybe that'll be sometime later when we talk about kids' movies once again. And we'll talk about the bog of never-ending stench. And that doesn't refer to Itchy's ass. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's the second time you uh, mentioned itchy and ass. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, stir, whip, stir, whip, whip, stir. Well, now that you're uh, getting into your singing mode, how about you go ahead and sing along a little bit with uh, Miss uh, Diane when she finally like is given the spotlight for like a good... The song is like, what, about three minutes? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I'm only going to play about a minute because I don't want you to shoot yourself and not listen to this podcast anymore. So, And I don't want Dave to go fucking crazy on the other side. <laughs> crazy <laughs> like a fox. <laughs> That's right. So enjoy the nice soulful soundings of uh, Diane Carroll.
Okay, do you want to know what the title of that was called, that track when I wrote it down? Sure. Boring Ass Song. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's I, just I like that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just like that during the whole fucking time that you're listening to it. I, I, I just don't... Why? Why? Why does this need to be in here? I don't know how many times I said that aloud, too, while I was watching this. How far are we even into this thing? We are officially right now, uh, at least into the file, about 30 minutes into it. Only 30 minutes. And so, and what you get so far in this episode is what the entire movie is. It feels like it's just a whole bunch of musical segments and filler. That's all it is. It's what it truly it. is. There's, like, there's only one segment in this thing that is anything remotely, like, story-wise, that honestly has nothing to do with with any part of the main story of this special. That's the only thing that's coherent at all. The rest of it is just, this is what's going on. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. we, we've got dancing parrot fucking people. we got Grandpa getting off in the fucking chair in the living room. And we've got <laughs> a fucking Golden Globe winner singing a boring-ass song. Ugh. Nothing Star Wars related whatsoever. Except for that they're Wookiees and the Imperials are around here. And have imposed some type of thing around the goddamn planet. And even it's here, I, I wrote in big giant letters, it says, You're a goddamn Oscar nominee and Golden Globe winner. Why are you singing this trash? <laughs> How much money did you make off of this? Yeah, exactly. I'm betting that that uh, Golden Globe win was before this thing even happened. <laughs> Maybe oh, they yeah. posthumously uh, took it from her. <laughs> we saw this holiday special even though just to mention this only played one time on air that's yeah, how bad it is period like they the only way it. that you can find this is by doing it the way that i did every once in a while it'll pop up on youtube and maybe you can watch for a little bit but then they find it and they get rid of it so you have to go and find this specific file to be able to watch it and in fact like today i actually a coworker was interested in seeing this i'm like are you sure it's it's like the fucking, uh, you know, Samara's going to come out of the TV in a second and fucking wring my neck or something. After you watch the Star Wars holiday special, you've got seven days before you go fucking crazy. You just got to share it with somebody else. That's Pass right. On. That's why I had to share it with you and share it with my coworker because I watched it again. Yeah, now I'm going to spread this shit throughout Texas. We're all going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you watching over there? Uh, why don't you come over here? <laughs> well, that's <sad. laughs> Okay. This is uh, Ed the Undead's house, and that's what happens. <laughs> Speaking that's of what... Ed, he walked, he walked in earlier, and he saw what I was watching, and he's like, that looks fucking terrible, and he just walked right out. <laughs> I'm like, at least you get to walk out. <laughs> you don't have to do this podcast. You didn't agree to something that you didn't know what it was going to be. It's like I had to sign on the dotted line before I got to read the fine print. <laughs> it's okay. Huh? We're doing this. So, from here we see that Han and Chewie, there's now the Imperial blockade. They notice that was there. There's a little arguing between them. And they're able to, they decide they're going to land on the back of the planet. Like, that's the smart way to go. The planet's supposed to be completely covered, yet there's a back way. Amazing. You know, the funny thing is, when I was watching this, I was thinking, you know, I think this, like, the Han Solo movie made this not canon anymore. Because for a while, this was canon in, like, the Star Wars universe. (laughs) No matter how much George Lucas didn't want it to be, 
Yeah, that's right. He he started to accept because Kashik. This is the first time we ever hear about the Wookiee homeworld. This is the first time that we ever meet Boba Fett. Um, trying to think, this is the first time Leia ever sings, and the first time uh, you know that we hate a Star Wars prequel or not prequel, but uh, side story. Right, and you know what's funny? When I learned about this again, I didn't know anything specific, but in the movie Fanboys, did you ever see Fanboys? I think I have, but it's been a really long ass time. It's like came out in the mid two thousands or late two thousands, and it was about the the guys who wanted to sneak into the George, you know, the Lucas Ranch to steal the print mm-hmm. of Phantom Menace before it came out. Well, there's a scene whenever they're getting interrogated by the the nerd they met online, and he's trying to question all of them to see if they're actually true Star Wars nerds. And one of the guys asks him about you know Chewbacca's home world and he he says the right answer and it was so cool because he's like the only way you would know that is if you'd seen this special that's and right when I watched this and, and it showed the setting uh as crappy as it is I was just like this is what they were talking about it's kind of cool to, to put a picture with it but I remembered it was much cooler looking in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 video game <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely a lot cooler anywhere else it's cooler than that uh what was that one fucking star wars game not oh my god there's battlefront 2 i think was one of the first times you could go there but there was that one force unleashed where in the beginning you got to play as darth vader invading the wookiee planet and just fucking blowing up wookies everywhere and that i didn't play was, that one. Oh, that's not a bad game it's not my favorite but it that part is definitely worth playing even if you only play the first level of it just being able to play as vader and just fucking murdering wookies left and right you know, something that you said uh, has in common is, uh, you know, we just watched Itchy, and then you just talked about this video game, so we had blowing Wookiees. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe. What? <laughs> um, and maybe, then maybe. you did talk about, you know, this planet has a backdoor entrance that apparently isn't off-limits, and I was like, oh, that's always a good thing. Well, <laughs> you know, th- this so, special is full of shits. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, at least I know next time, you know, opportunity comes up you know like i'm gonna word it correctly i'm not gonna say anything about your back door of like how's you know the territory of the wookie planet that's right well you're not gonna talk about the hairy back doors of the wookie planet yeah no if it looks anything like wookie we're out <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna be the next pickup line at the bar <laughs> it's not <laughs> is your is your back planet based in wookie <laughs> No, if if a pickup line at a bar mentions this holiday special, the only exception is be like, did you hear the podcast? Because otherwise, if they already know about this, or heaven forbid, if they like this, we're not even talking anymore. <laughs> what what uh, if the last thing that you become famous for is being on this podcast talking about the holiday special? That's all we're going to be known for from now on. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna watch it because of this episode, and then hate us for it. That's right. Why the fuck do you? I'm not recommending. I will say this right now. Forty something minutes into this podcast, I will not recommend you watch this unless you want to fucking torture yourself, and you're gonna have to find it. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Make no mistake. I think you already said this, but this is not an example of so bad it's good. This is not something like a trauma film or, or something that you can actually leave with something, unless you want these images burned in your retinas of just. Again, Brian, this, did you know this movie had a million dollar budget? Oh yeah, in the seventies, that that is almost four million, and this is what we get. I'd rather watch the room. 
Oh, and, and what's his name? Um, fucking wrote this as well. Um, fuck, why can't I remember the name off the top of my head? I'll have to look at it. Um, uh, Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche had a hand in writing this movie. Mm. That's ridiculous. Where does it show? <laughs> oh, it probably shows in a lot of places, but that's besides the point. Uh, it had two separate director, directors, one that was uncredited. Uh, and I wonder why he didn't want to take any credit for doing this. I bet you he directed the Harvey Corman scenes. Oh, uh, hmm. maybe. <laughs> so they do get a hold of Leia and C-3PO, right? And they're still trying to figure it out. And she wants to get Han on the phone. Uh, and turns out that, no, they're not there. So she's like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure they'll be there soon. And then you hear a knock at the door. And then who's there at the door? But Imperial Scum. So they've now somehow decided that they're going to show up exactly at this residence because, hey, somebody might have actually, or somebody they're looking for might actually be there. This unit is occupied by four Wookiees, two adult males, one adult female, and one male child. Where is the other Wookiee male? <clears throat> Officer, uh, maybe I could be of uh, some help there, sir. Who are you? And what are you doing in this Wookiee house? Oh, I'm a traitor in this district. You see, the uh, uh, the truth of the matter is she had a terrible fight with her husband. And he just stormed right out of Your it. identification? Uh, I said... Your identification? Oh, identification, yes. It's a very important thing, identification. I, I never leave the shop without my identification. It's, uh, it's very important. Just in times like this, you see, I just found my identification. I think it's in my pocket there. Search the dwelling. Obviously, you may notice that little leather case that I carry my identification card in. Uh, I, I whipped that up myself. That's a pretty fast-selling little item. <laughs> so, here are the Imperial Guards, and they're going to decide to search the whole house. And... <laughs> We're about to get another musical number, aren't we? Oh, you know what's happening. Oh, God. So, he's, Sean here, he at least, you know, is kind of like a good guy. He's trying to protect them. He's trying to distract them. I don't know what for, uh, other than, like, make sure that none of the stuff that they've got in the house is getting, like, the stormtroopers get awfully close to where the, like, communication center is, which... You hide on the shelf behind, like, two shelves. And you know, stormtroopers are so fucking stupid that they don't really search any further than that. Like, they move the first shelf and that's it. Right. So, one of the troopers is kind of breathing down the necks and he decides that, Hey, you know what? I'm going to use my hologram music box to play the soothing sounds <laughs> of Jefferson Starship. Woo! So, um, here, let's just play it.
Okay, did you understand a single fucking word he said? No, but I did take this opportunity to make that your ringtone. <laughs> oh, fucking A. <laughs> oh, Brian. Brian must be calling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fucking it sounds like Cher is doing the music for them in the background. And the music videos always look the same, too. Man, this, this whole sequence is so out there. Well, it is Jefferson Starship, man. They evolved from being Jefferson Airplane. I now guess cosmic. so, but you know, this is still a few years before they really made it big on the Mannequin soundtrack. What, with You Built This City or We Built This City? Is that what it's called? We Built This City on Rock and Roll. That one? No, not that one. Oh, what's the one from the Mannequin we soundtrack? We build this dream together. Oh, you that's know that right. One? Standing strong yeah. forever. Nothing's it, gonna stop so many us records. now. Oh boy. <laughs> Nothing's gonna <laughs> stop you know us what? now. <laughs> listening what? to us sing is way better than listening to them sing in this goddamn oh. special. <laughs> it's at least a little more entertaining. <laughs> at least I'm in tune, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's trying to like start the fucking thing like did you just not plug the fucking like hollow boombox in? Like, why is it taking so long for you to start this shitty, shitty fucking song? Yeah, uh, well, Neilis, this guy is really into it though. Like, he has a big smile on his face. Oh, and he's just tapping his hand along along the whole time that you're watching the goddamn music video of them like being well, hologram people. Apparently, he understands what they're singing about. Oh man, it's it's just so it's boring ass song number two. Yep. Can anybody save this like piece of shit thing with like awesome music or anything like that? Maybe a sweet cartoon. Maybe a sweet cartoon, and that's what we get next. Oh my god, we get the best worst part of this movie. (laughs) You see, the Sean he's forced to leave. Right, he has to leave the whole place, and uh, when he leaves, they want them to shut up uh, Lumpy because Lumpy's being a little bitch once again. He wouldn't help his fucking mom in the beginning kept trying to steal the fucking cookies, you know, and then sticking them in his mouth and then sticks them right back. Who the hell does that? Who lets their kid do that? Stick the cookie in their mouth and then put them right back with all the other goddamn cookies. Fucking monsters. Well, cause, yeah, I mean, clearly somebody else has already done that before, so they're, they're just sharing at this point. <laughs> at this point, Lumpy's already or scratchy or itchy. What the fuck is itchy. <laughs> yeah, they sound like dwarfs, right? You have lumpy and itchy, and but then you have what's her name, Mala, Mala, Mala. That doesn't fit. Well, see, but the, maybe it's the male name things because got chewy, itchy, oh, that's right? Right, and I know all the names are like short for something else. Like I, I don't even fucking know what lumpiest. No, I, I think I can find it. Um, I found oh, no. it somewhere, and I was like, really? And it was like I can't even fucking learn how to pronounce this shit um let's see uh nope that's jefferson starship that's uh <laughs> god damn it they have the like, list of people who play what you know um they don't have it here i read it somewhere i can't remember where i read it though not on the page that i'm looking at uh where i have to keep figure out where exactly i am because everything in this is just fucking ridiculous but it's like it's it's as long as what Chewbacca actually is, right? But all shortened, all the male names are shortened with a Y, and then the female name is you know just Mala, 
Maybe okay. she's model lucky high, make a high and a ho or something like that. Oh, well, <laughs> I heard you say ho. <laughs> <laughs> Maleka lucky high, make a hiney ho. You know, she could belong yeah, in Pee Wee's think... Payhouse. Oh. We're going to talk about Paul Rubin now? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, no. Itchy was. I see a connection. Out of the middle of the open. Oh, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul Rubens in the suit. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Paul Rubin as itchy. As itchy. I guess he gets a little scratchy too. Uh, but <laughs> so Shondan he leaves, and to shut Lumpy up, she sits him in front of a little console, and the console begins playing the animated short. That's in the middle of this. Now, at times, the animation doesn't look that bad. It reminds me of the movie Heavy Metal. Like, some of the scenes in that movie, the way that it's animated. Um, In fact, I bet you that there's probably one or two of the animators that was involved with that was involved with this. But, it is also ridiculously shitty at the same time. Yeah, it's it, it perfectly represents those old school Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, like, let's listen real fast to, like, the intro of the cartoon, and it really does feel like those old 70s, like like you said, Saturday morning cartoons. Starlog 324-1, from the bridge of the cruiser RS Revenge, Captain Kizahan reporting. We are awaiting the return of Captain Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca, who are long overdue on a delicate mission to acquire the mystical talisman, which has been sought by our forces and by the Empire. Now, listening to that, I am fucking pumped. We've had to sit through fucking Harvey Carmen as a fucking thing. These Wookiees fucking going their Wookiee ways. Fucking masturbating Wookiees. Stupid Imperials that even, that can't say Kashyyyk. Uh, all this crap. Like the Imperial guy when he says that it's going to surround the planet. He can't say the fucking name of the planet right. He says something. It's like, okay, well this is the tenth time that he's fucking said this. We can't get him to, do, to pronounce it right. So let's just keep moving on. And I'm all excited. I'm like, great, this is going to be wonderful. Like, they're going to be searching for this magic talisman. And maybe this is going to be, you know, the, like, 30 minutes of, like, great, like, whatever it is. And it's like, what, 10 minutes long? Yeah, you don't get much out of it. But you relish what you do have because it's a chance to breathe. It is. And it's actually a chance for you to hear Bubba Fett speak for the very first time. You saved my life. Thank you. You are alone. I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. Are the Imperial troops near this planet? They are here, friend. And growing more powerful. Why? How far away? Settle down. (laughs) All they do is eat. This is all we have, but uh, he's welcome to help. You are foolish to waste your kindness on this dumb creature. No lower life form is worth going hungry for. And I take it you have no love of the Empire. I don't. Well, neither do I. It will be easy to find the ship you seek. Follow me, friend. So, who is the old animator? And the name is totally escaping me right now for some reason. But he did, uh, like, uh, what was that one? 
that really raunchy cartoon with the cat. Felix? Not Felix the cat, no. <laughs> what was the other one's name? Oh, fuck. Somebody out there is yelling at us. Somebody is going to yell at us. Let's just say Bill Cosby. Go. Bill Cosby the cat. Uh, basically, but... Uh, well, it, no, Bill Cosby the raunchy animator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's more appropriate. I don't know. I don't think Fat Albert was a really raunchy cartoon from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> you know, he just went hey, hey, hey all the time. Or oh, sorry, hey, hey, hey. That's hey, the way they hey. do. Fat Albert was uh, wanting to give you some of that. <laughs> so, oh. uh, God, I, I it's see in my mind, I'm just thinking of a wrestler named Rikishi, but that's not what it is. <laughs> But you still he, trying to think of the cat's name? No, I'm still trying to think of the the artist's film. He did Cool World. Uh, he did Fire and Ice. Uh, he did uh, I think Wizards was one of his films as well. Um, fuck, why can't I? And then there's people that are screaming. This was the the guy. This was the guy. <laughs> is I he wish the art was... director? Or is he actually the artist? He is the artist slash director of the films. Um, I can probably look him up real fast uh, while you distract the audience. Uh, whip. <laughs> Stirter Whip. <laughs> Ralph, uh, Ralph Bakshi. Ralph Bakshi is the name of the guy. He wrote and directed a bunch of films. Uh, there were all these weird animated films. Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat is the name of the one. And I've, I've never seen the original Fritz the Cat, but I've seen like the the sequel to it which is like Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat, which is even worse than Fritz the Cat, supposedly. Fritz the Cat was one of the first like R-rated or even X-rated cartoons ever to be put into theaters. See, I knew it started with the F. And Felix, that was close. And he's also responsible for heavy metal, so it makes me wonder if he actually did have anything to do with this little animated piece. Because he was a big animator at the time and kind of went on his own way and to do his more, like, adult type of thing. So it was, like, his studio that was doing all the animation. Hmm. It's still the best part of this movie. It still is. Uh, and so, you know, we, we get involved into the story of this animated piece. And basically, they're chasing this talisman. The talisman, like, emits some type of, like, thing that affects humans only. That's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, and it basically forces them to, like, fall asleep. And the only way for them to survive is to hang them upside down. In the background. In the background. So so that way we don't have to pay Luke and uh, Han very much money to do their voices. Right. <laughs> the only person that we have to pay is uh, Anthony Daniels, because he speaks every now and then. And apparently blinks. Oh, that's right. So the, Chewie has to go with Boba Fett to go find the cure, because Boba Fett knows where it is. It's in some city. And then it turns out that Boba Fett, of course, is working for Darth Vader. No surprise there. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the bounty hunter. Um, And then, weirdly enough, like, they, you know, again, they're going through commercials throughout this whole thing. But at this point, we actually get a little bit of a news break. So, I'm going to actually play that news break for you right here. Star Wars Holiday Special will continue in a moment. Good evening. From CBS News, this is News Break. Soviet President Brezhnev told 12 U.S. Senators that the Soviet Union had once tested a neutron bomb, but never put it into production. That's the bomb that kills people, but leaves buildings standing. William Campilas, a 23-year-old former CIA employee, has been convicted of selling top-secret government documents to the Russians. 
Winter moved in on the Midwest today. 11 inches of snow in Minnesota. Also hard hit parts of Michigan and Wisconsin. It was some nine months ago when the blizzard of 78 hit New England, and the medical community predicted this would be a busy time for maternity wards, but it hasn't happened. One nurse said most of the men must have been out shoveling snow. I'm Marlene Sanders, CBS News, New York. More news later. Okay, so now you might be asking yourself, Brian, why would you play this footage? And you may be asking yourself, well, Dave might be asking himself, Brian, why are you making me go through this footage? <laughs> or this little bit thing again. And uh, then you'll be realizing that I'm trying to mimic a Talking head song. Uh, and uh, the thing was is that we were watching this, and like you're listening to all the stories that she's doing, and she's you know reading off a piece of paper, and it's not her voice and her inflection doesn't change much. But the only time that she showed any sign of life during that whole sequence was when basically she talked about how people weren't fucking during the cold storm. <laughs> they were, we were expecting hospitals to be flooded with babies, but I guess the men weren't interested in fucking during this time. They were out shoveling snow. Back to you, <laughs> Star Wars. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds like it's a little close to home for her. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking mad at her husband. Man, we should be having a baby right now, and I shouldn't be in this fucking situation. Yeah, and she's like... You know, there's a bomb, and it destroys humans, but buildings still stand. But let's talk about that snow. <laughs> I know. Like, she she goes and she talks about the Russians. Well, it was surprising. Uh, and then she talks about bombs, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. But then it comes down to, oh, the hospitals, and that's when she smirks. What? It is what it is, Ryan. I yeah. know. So we go back into the Star Wars special. Uh, and we learn more about Boba Fett's plan that he's doing with Darth Vader. Yes, their metabolisms are slowing down. I wonder what's keeping Chewbacca. Try to find them on the view screen. Darth Vader. I want them alive. Now that you've got the trust, they may take you to their new base. This time we'll get them all. I see why they call you the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Oh no, what will we do now? You want to know another fun fact about this holiday special? Sure. <laughs> James Earl Jones in the original Star Wars film was never credited as the voice of Darth Vader. It wasn't until this holiday special that the association was made. Oh, man. Makes you wonder, does he just never want a credit? And then he can look back and be like, they did what? <laughs> um, no, it's only a white the guy. That saw this. Yeah, right. <laughs> only the people who happened to catch this that one night <laughs> would know. Would actually know, yeah. And what if you were, like, so excited? You know, this was back in the day where you didn't really have VCRs or anything like that. Or if any type of recording devices existed, they were super, super expensive. And just imagine you're here and you're you've been waiting all week long. The Star Wars holiday special is about to happen, and you know you have to go. You have to run to the store, and you get stuck there, and you miss everything. And you're like, man, I can't believe I missed this. And this is what's going on. And you've never seen this. And you would be much much happier for never having <laughs> seen this stupid special. Well, see, that's what they get for going out in a snowstorm. Of course they're going to get stuck and stranded, but how do you think that happens when the kids go to school the next day and the one kid didn't get to watch the Star Wars special? Do you think they were excited about it? Because we're watching this as adults, but... Well, I I'm bet you wondering... the kids were. 
I bet mm. you there were some kids that were like, at least they were excited when it ha- that they were talking about it on the day that it was going to happen. Oh my God, you know, Dave, tonight we're going to go and we're going to watch. Uh, it's the, ho- the Star Wars holiday special. We have to watch this. Like, it's hard to believe that. Maybe not so hard to believe, but like, at least as a kid, for me, I can't remember the movie like like a Star Wars that made me so like nobody knew about it. You go to the theater and. It's just the greatest experience that anybody's ever had. You know, like, being the first in line... Everything gets so hyped up nowadays when it comes to, like, these big releases. You know, you didn't just go to see a movie on a whim. You know, like, oh, look, that trailer for that Star Wars movie looks kind of interesting. Let's go see it. And then it turns to be one of the biggest blockbuster franchises of all time. That's true. So, of course, like, here, they're going to be excited that they're going to see the Star Wars Holiday Special... But I think the one kid that doesn't see it and pretends that he saw it the next day and was excited would get called the fuck out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah? What was your favorite part? Uh, All of it? Right. (laughs) It was a piece of shit. You didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Which, not to mention, I know we briefly talked about James Earl Jones in this, but they just used stock footage anyway for his part. Pretty much. They just used the the only part that I think was newly... It was stock footage of the guy in the suit, but I think, you know, all of his lines, of course, were re-recorded or recorded again. So, like, because definitely in the animated part, that, you know, had to be something new that he did. But he only says, what, four lines? Oh, it's minimal, yeah. It's, it's, It's like nothing. So... Well, now that everything is done and we'll, they figure out that Boba Fett is, like, the bad guy. And when he gets back to the ship, he gives the medication to Luke and Han because he's supposed to bring everybody back alive. And then they turn, you know, on him when C-3PO says, oh, we intercepted the message and he's really a bad guy. He's got his gun out. Instead of just plowing everybody down and running and being like, oh, I'm sorry, I killed them because, you know, they found out who I was. Or wound them or whatever. He just backs off and leaves. Yep. That's it. Easy animation right there, buddy. And it looked so terribly awkward. <laughs> like he just slowly backing up, and I'm just going to turn in my jetpack, and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll wait for the movie. That's right. And then I'm going to fall in a Sarlacc pit and die. But I'll but become everybody's for the special. I would say everybody's favorite fucking like bad guy in like the series, and he's in the film for a total of two minutes. I wonder what's up with that, you know? Because I remember as a kid seeing him, but it never dawned on me that you hadn't seen him before. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like he shows up in Empire, but this is—if you had never seen this, you wouldn't see him until Empire, right? And it's, it's really ridiculous. And I think there's like an extended scene in Empire. Like, that has him in it. Hmm. Well, no, I think there's that... If you if you have to go and you have to watch the special editions of the uh, A New Hope, I think he shows... He's in that scene with Jabba and Han. Oh, really? Because he's one of Jabba's, like, right-hand bounty hunters. Of course he is. <laughs> so, Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. So I think he actually... You see him for a second in that scene. But... If you were growing up seeing these, you wouldn't see him until Empire. And I'm probably, if I'm totally wrong, I'm totally wrong. But I could have sworn that he's in it. Maybe George Lucas put him into that scene, too. 
Well, you know, it's okay if you're wrong because your mind's been diluted by this holiday special. That's right, and definitely by the next scene in this goddamn thing uh, <laughs> where, you know, he's finished watching his cartoon, Boba Fett got found out, yada yada, day is saved, Chewie's all happy. We get to see long-faced fucking Han Solo. Like, his face is like twice the length of Luke's. Like, he's got a chin that fucking Nixon would be proud of. <laughs> Looks like an anteater that had a stroke. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's a very uh, astute observation there, Dave. Yay. <laughs> oh, <it's stood. laughs> so, we go back, and Lumpy, he's he ends up going upstairs because they finish searching everything, and they made a fucking mess of his room, which was pretty fucked up. Like, they threw everything everywhere. What did he put together back on the bed? I really didn't quite understand what that was. It was just giant stuffed animals, his big old plush. And he didn't just go back upstairs. They ordered him to go clean up his room. Oh, that's right, because they uh, trashed it. you got to go clean up your room, you little bitch. Yeah, he's practically bawling up there. But he does create, for some reason, they didn't see that he had this, like, translator thing uh, somehow stored up there that he can build and he can outwit the rest of the empire that's in the house. Yeah, it, and this thing is not easy to... I mean, miss. It's the size of a huge, like, Commodore computer. I mean, a giant typewriter. Yeah, it can play Pac-Man. Can you play Miss Pac-Man? No, no, no. This is the 70s. You know, women's rights and all. (laughs) But what we do get... you know what? That sounds like a commercial. (laughs) That does sound like a commercial. But you know what we do get? We get instructions again on how to build this thing. And who gives us instructions? Somebody we've seen before, I think. Yeah, fucking Harvey Corman. This product was packed under strict quality control on the system Amorphia, and this instruction cassette provided by the manufacturer. It offers a unique chance for consumers everywhere to meet an Amorphian being. The motor abilities of Amorphian citizens are frequently impaired by malfunctions, which result in a temporary loss of power. This in no way reflects on the safety of our product. Rather, it should serve as a guarantee of our high standard of long wear and durability. Thank you for selecting our brand of mini transmitter. If you assemble it properly, following the instructions I am about to give you, it will provide many years of fun and valuable service. So again, he teaches... This time, Lumpy, how to create this thing. And I have here in all caps, what the fuck is he doing? Is he humping the air? Is he fingering his ass? (laughs) What is he doing? What is he doing in this scene? I don't know, man. He's walking across and he's like trying to pretend to be a malfunctioning robot, but it looks... It looks so terrible. Hey, you know who would do a better job? Who? Paul Rubin. Oh, gee. <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch because you're watching you're right. this guy possibly do his best impression of a robot. It just, it's such, it's so hard. It almost at some point looks like stop motion. I'm like, what's going on? He, you're right. This could be Paul Rubin's doing the tequila across the damn thing. I just need that. Yeah, there it is. It 
I'm gonna be finger my ass. Tequila! Do, do, do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's just... It's, yeah, why isn't Itchy up there with him doing in the video Could at the same time? Itchy and Paul Rubin doing the dance? You know what? Thinking back to this, if they wanted to really distract the Imperial Armory, why didn't they just stick him in Itchy's fucking chair? Or were yeah, they really worried hurt. about like an Imperial man sticking his dick out? They were more interested in Jefferson Starship. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh, so we have to sit through this whole instructional video of how to put together this stupid thing with the stupid Harvey Corman robot ruining my fucking Harvey Corman experience. Oh man, I, don't know why I would prefer it to be Roger Corman. Yeah, you know, at least with Roger Corman, I knew it would be purposely that bad. Where yeah, it, that probably would have made it special. It, it probably would have. And, and the other thing that's kind of funny about it, too, is that, you know, we still haven't gotten to B. Arthur, who starred yeah, with Harvey Corman. the best Corman. is yet to come. Oh, yeah, the best? I think we already passed the best. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. It's been downhill. But you know what? <laughs> I, I will say there is one great thing that still happens at the end. So It ends? The credits, yeah, that's where <laughs> I was going <laughs> I just saved. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Wait, I have to watch it again. <laughs> Don't worry. So, Lumpy, he puts together the translation machine that can make it sound like everything, and then he broadcasts this into the living room. The following live broadcast is recommended by the Imperial Council in the belief that your commitment to remain upstanding citizens will be reinforced. It is required viewing for all members of the Imperial forces. Time now for Life on Tatooine, brought to viewers everywhere in the hope that our own lives may be uplifted by the comparison and enriched with the gratitude of relief. This transmission is unrehearsed and unedited and is hereby begun without further comment as to its lack of moral value. Was it also filmed in front of a live studio audience? Yeah, are we watching The Real Housewives of Tatooine? <laughs> it's either that or Tatooine, Tatooine rules, you know. It's Vanderpump over here. It's going to be bad boys. What you going to do on Tatooine? <laughs> it's it's terrible. because And, and here, now... Maybe I'm totally wrong, but like going through it a second time, originally I was like, why is this required viewing for the Empire? And then the fact that, you know, he's this thing he's making is meant to mimic the the Empire, like that's where I kind of got the idea that Lumpy made them view it so that maybe they could do something else. Uh, because it makes no sense that like this whole sequence is required for them to view, for them to put Tatooine on curfew and shut down the whole bar. Yeah, at this point, I just, I started, all of it started to blend to me. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be another musical sequence coming soon. Oh, yeah. Well, well, first, let's get Harvey Corman in here for one more time while he talks to B. Arthur. Well, I am certainly not going to get rich with customers like you. I thought I taught you to drink faster than that. Well, at least you're steady. Oh, come on now, drink up. There's plenty more where that came from. What'll it be? Hello, at me. Okay, we'll do it your way. Hello. Now we'll do it my way. What'll it be? Can we talk? 
Well, of course we can talk. We are talking. You're not ordering. I'm not pouring. We are not drinking. We are talking. I'm moving this to make room for a drink so that next time I say, what'll it be? And you tell me, I can put it right there. It doesn't matter. Give me anything. I'll have one of those. I'm sorry I couldn't get back before. Uh, before what? Uh, until now. Until tonight, I thought about it a dozen times. I had to be sure. Uh, excuse me. I have a customer waiting. I'll be right back. <sighs> okay, so only one thing was going through my mind the entire time the sequence was going on. And I don't know if it was going on through yours or if you decided that this was just a little bit, uh, you know, time to check out. Because this is definitely the point where my wife tapped out and said, I'm going to bed. And in my mind, it was, how is this a fucking holiday special? What does this have to do with the holiday? What the fuck is going on? We're in the bar. We're again running stock footage from Star Wars of the fucking cantina scene that's going on. And (laughs) the fucking band is just playing the fucking cantina song again. It's like that episode of Family Guy where they mocked Star Wars like they did the whole thing. And they go into the thing and it's like, hey, you guys got in your quest. Just shout them out. Hey, play the same thing again. Okay, here we go. (laughs) 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 This is what we get. And then she's pouring drinks into Harvey Corman's head. Yeah. At some point, I just had to rule out explanations. I was like, hey, if he's going to have a volcano vagina on top of his head, then so be it. Everything is acceptable in this movie now. How is it acceptable? It's not. How is, how is this a holiday special? How is this a Star Wars movie? <laughs> so, So the Imperials... They determine that everything, it's now martial law and curfew is in effect. So she needs to get everybody out of Tatooine or out of the bar. Due to increased activity among subversive forces, we are placing a curfew on the entire Tatooine system effective immediately. All inhabitants will return to their homes at once. This order will remain in effect until further notice. So she can't get anybody to get out of the bar. She keeps telling all the patrons, man, hey, you know, I've helped you so much and you've always been welcome here. Just do me one favor because we need to make sure that we close this place and yada, yada, yada. And everybody's and she like yells at Greedo for a second, but she doesn't call him Greedo, even though it's obvious it's fucking Greedo right there. Like he survived getting shot by Han, who shot fucking first, by the way. I was going to say, she didn't bother to shoot at him. No, no, she didn't. She's just like, scoot, scoot. So nobody listens to her. <laughs> so what What would be the logical reason? Now, there was that other guy, that, you know, Volcano vagina head guy uh, that was there. He realizes <laughs> that she, he because he was like kind of like in love with her, I guess. Like, in who is in love with B. Arthur is like well beyond me. Um <laughs> Does that turn you on? <laughs> no. No. And no. it was because she said, okay, I'll see you real soon or some shit like that. Like what she says to every fucking bar patron that leaves, come back soon. Yeah. And he took it as, oh, well, she's in love with me, so I should make sure I get back. And then he kind of gets depressed and then the curfew happens. Well, okay, so all this shit has gone down. The curfew is there. She needs to get everybody out. So what would be the logical thing that you would do, Dave, if you needed everybody to leave? 
Besides pull out a shotgun, I would probably just sing. Oh, oh, you'd sing? Why not? I have a beautiful singing voice. You mean like this? We're on a tab for the Empire. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Come on, Dave. Let's go. <laughs> keep keep it going. You know, the whole time, I'm picturing our Paula Dean Doubtfire characters singing. Like, oh, well, they look uh, the same. <laughs> it's very scary, close. But you know, I did think of something. Instead of singing, she could have just been like, "Well, we're all out of beer or alcohol. Yeah. The bar is dry. You must leave." But I mean, she gives in to everybody. Okay, we're gonna do one more round, and then you gotta go. Like, yeah. instead of, hey, guys, you got to go. Like, I'm going to get possibly killed by the Empire if you don't fucking leave. Yeah, and there's even a scene when she's like, you know, get off the stage. And I'm pretty sure they're like, for how long? She's like, I don't know, forever? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so ridiculous that oh. they're just playing, like, a jazz version of the Cantina song, too. Yeah. Bum, they bought bum, the rights bum, to play bum, a knockoff. Bum, 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 bum. It's so shit. Is that Jefferson Starship doing fucking? <laughs> <laughs> They're actually in costume. That would be hilarious to know. Please make oh, it true. Please, yeah, I hope it's true. I hope it's true that they're there playing whatever it is. They're not even playing their fucking instruments. Oh, so she finishes her song and dance. And and guys, again, this is another like four minute, three minute song that you have to sit through. And we actually are getting close to the end of this whole goddamn special, if you can believe it. Thankfully. And this is where also like a lot more of the commercials show up, too. Because it's like, oh, we're going to play a musical number, and then there's commercials, and then here we go, there's more. So Lumpy, he actually utilizes his thing to get the Imperials to leave. Like, he makes like an alarm, and they leave everything, like, everybody leaves except for one stormtrooper. And he's left behind. And he figures out that something is going wrong, so he goes upstairs, and he confronts Lumpy. And Lumpy runs downstairs, he runs outside, and who shows up? His dad. Oh, I was going to say Paul Rubens. Oh, hey you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Pee-wee. <laughs> what are you doing here again? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Chewie shows up with the worst crossbow rifle that I've ever seen. Like... You have access to R2-D2 and, like, an X-Wing prop. They wouldn't give you his real fucking, like, did they not trust you with his real crossbow gun? We're going to need that for the sequel. That's the Star Wars holiday special sequel? <laughs> no. But it's really a prequel? <laughs> this is going to be about Confederate trade wars during the oh, holidays. <laughs> what holiday? Uh-uh. 
I don't know. <laughs> the, the Phantom Peewee, that's what we're going to call it. Oh, why did you have to put my Phantom in there? <laughs> that's going to stick. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Only if you want it to. Uh, so... Oh, so I get to choose between Phantom Peewee and Paula Deen Doubtfire <laughs> PDD? <laughs> yes. Which would you prefer? Uh, I'll run my Twitter poll. (laughs) Only after this is released. Um, So Chewie does show up, uh, and then he kind of gets backed off, and up behind him shows Han, and Han tries to do something with the Stormtrooper, like surprise him. The Stormtrooper drops his gun and then trips and falls off the edge of the fucking building. Yeah, he never touches him. Nope. Not at all. Doesn't even like stick out his foot to like help trip him. No, it's it's almost like he got scared and he dove for it. And so when that happens, uh, Han makes sure that Lumpy is okay. Any more inside? Our head's okay. Everything's okay now. Here's your daddy. Boy, he grew. It's okay, everybody. He's gone. How are you? And he does say that, like, you guys are like family to me, like, before he leaves. And I'm like, if you guys are, if you're like fucking family, why don't you fucking stay, like, and hang out? Because they want you to stay during life day. Yeah, I felt the same way. He, I was like, man, he's really being nice to them, but he's leaving. And the whole time, there is some awkward eye exchanging going on, especially from, is it Malia? Is that her name? Mala. Malia. 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 I don't know. I see watery eyes. I see sense and sensibility. And, you know, we talked about Itchy earlier. I'm thinking Han Solo is going to take Chewbacca's girl for a minute. Well, see, oh. I was thinking that Lumpy might even be Han's kid because when oh. everything is like said and done, like right there in the beginning, he's the first one to go to Lumpy. Is like, are you okay? And then he's like, here, here's your dad. <laughs> like he, exactly. he passes him off hella quick. But in the beginning, he's just like, oh my god, is everything okay? I can't believe that you might have gotten. Oh wait, you're not my kid. <laughs> here, go to your stepdad. I mean, your real dad. <laughs> yeah, go to your real dad. <laughs> he's been fucking Chewie's wife behind his back. Man, that, may, that brings a whole new light on their relationship, doesn't it? That truly does. Well, maybe, you know, there was that one night that there was that, you know, they all got a little drunk on some Bantha wine, and, you know, one thing led to another, and the devil's three-way happened. <laughs> so that's why Han Solo is always so nice to Chewbacca, is so that way he doesn't have to pay child support. That's right. Well, you've ever had a uh, Wookiee try to break off your dick? No, not recently. <laughs> not recently. <laughs> Oh, oh. Fucking, no. So, so Chewie, he's going to stay because he's going to celebrate Life Day with his family, with his fucked up looking father, with their <laughs> fucked up looking son, and <laughs> his whore of a wife. 
baby. She's been <laughs> fucking on solo here. <laughs> but it's like it goes from here to some like cave like how did they get the robes on? How did they get to wherever they're going? Like it seems to transition relatively fast at this point. Yeah, we we find our, ourselves in a new setting, and I guess we're we're kind of getting the first example of what Life Day actually is now that we're at the end of the movie. Yeah, it, it says that they walk into a bright star where they arrive at the Tree of Life, and then they're gathered there together, and they're met by many people that they've known throughout their first fucking movie. So... Luke shows up, C-3PO, R2-D2, Han somehow comes back, as well as Leia. <laughs> like He's like, bye, I gotta go watch the Millennium Falcon and make sure everything's okay, but he manages to show up for like this little Life Day thing. Yeah, and he's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Well, that's yeah. not what you were saying ten minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. So, here is the what I consider to be the finale, even though there's more after this. But this is really where the movie itself kind of ends. Chewbacca, we were so relieved to hear you were all right. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life. Okay, so you notice that uh, they drowned her out at the right moments in the yeah. damn song. Uh, and that actually is the full song of her singing. So, like, that's the only one I did not shorten the entire time that we've been doing this. Uh, and as with a couple of the songs here, they just kind of reuse the Star Wars music to be the background music for the terrible sing. I caught right on to that, too, man. It was... Uh... 
it definitely hit that point where it was getting to be a little nighttime melody. I think I was dozing while I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is sensual, I guess. <sighs> it's just... Okay, so also we get from here, we get to uh, see flashbacks from the movie. Alex Guinness shows up in, in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we All the adventures that happen during A New Hope. Uh, and then all the Wookiees are gathered around the table, and they're all kind of, I guess, being a family and wishing each other and dreaming of the one thing that they wish they all could have, Star Wars toys. Star Wars. You and your children loved it. Now the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. Artu, it's a little new. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station, four floors of action, a trash compactor too. Listen, R2, that's the Star Wars electronic laser battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the Force be with you and your children. And that's how the special ends. <laughs> On that last commercial. That's all it is. One giant toy commercial that ends with something about forcing children. I don't know why they threw that in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, I bet you I don't know. Th- that the, uh, you know, Mala and uh, Itchy and Lump Nugget or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Lump Dog over there. Uh, that they all want a sequel because you never heard from them again. They probably died in the giant war where Darth Vader came down and blew every Wookiee away. Oh, it's expected. Fucking Itchy is dead. He got killed by Scratchy. Um, <laughs> who happened to be an Imperial Itchy died trooper. Itchy age. What do you mean? <laughs> well, Itchy, or no, he probably... VR machine. Well, I was thinking he died from a, you know, a human hooker. Like, he managed to find ever whatever the Vegas is of the Star Wars universe and got an underage hooker and died. Oh, it had to be underage, a Wookiee erection? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> underage yeah. for him. I mean, what most young whoopee, Wookiees are probably whoopies. Yeah, he looked for a whoopee girl perk. Oh, oh, please no. <laughs> no, that he's going to this next generation. <laughs> what if Itchy, like, he died and he came back as Worf? Oh, well, that would be an improvement. <laughs> Man. Oh. So, yeah, that's the fucking Star Wars holiday special. Like, it is just, it is terrible. Like, terrible to a degree to where uh, I have to trick people to talk about this with me. Yeah, and I didn't even get to tell you, to be honest. When I found out about the Star Wars holiday special, I always imagined what it would be like. It was like this great myth that no one would ever watch, but luckily through the ways of the internet, it's become available. And so on Thanksgiving, when I was going to prep for this, I was excited. I'm like, two-hour timestamp? Cool, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see what this is all about. And I had in my head it would be this made-for-TV version. You know, it would be a dumbed-down caliber 
but it would be okay, right? Because it's Star Wars, and up until this point, I had seen all the Star Wars movies, and they're all fine. But then I'm watching this, and I see the setting. I'm like, okay, kind of weird. Can't wait till this part's over, but this part is the whole movie. Like, that's what you have to sit through. <laughs> and, Brian, I don't ever want to watch this again. <laughs> and you never, you never will. Neither of us will ever have to watch this movie ever again unless for some reason – you know, Carrie Fisher's coming back from the dead to kill us, and we have to show this to one other person, then I'm sorry, somebody else is going to have to watch this. Well, see, I thought there might have, there actually could have been one other alternative. What was that? Hey, Brian, do you want to come on Dave's Pop Culture Podcast and review Star Wars Holiday Special? No. I'll come on the podcast, <laughs> but not for this. <laughs> Deal. Wait a second. You asked me to come on before you told me what we were doing. Oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so th- this movie can't be rated on the normal scale that I rate it because there is no gore. It's not really a horror movie. Um, I can't give it, you know, I can definitely, you can definitely give it a crap factor if you want to and a fun factor. Um, so what, in terms of a crap factor, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say. Have you ever had a six out of five on your show? No, we never have. Well, this is my first recommendation to get a 6 out of 5 crap factor. And then the fun factor, what would you give it? Have you had a 0? <laughs> I, I usually would, don't I do zeros, nice but we can do zeros. As, I will say a 1, just because I like the cartoon bit. So, I'm kind of aligned with you. Uh, I won't go 6 out of 5, but a 5 out of 5. And the fun factor, yeah, I'd kind of give it a 1. Because the cartoon is, while it's entertaining, it still is really shitty. Like... It's not like it's, oh my god, this is the best part of the whole thing. It's so fucking amazing that you have to watch it just for this. You know, find it, load it, skip to that part, man, watch it. No, like, if you never see this, who gives a shit? Like, you could, if you've never seen that cartoon, don't worry about it. You're not missing really much. But it's definitely the highlight of the whole goddamn experience. So, oh, good. Just going to say, uh, just to capitalize exactly on how you worded that, after Ed made fun of it and walked out in 10 seconds, I was like, don't worry. There's one part you're going to want to see. I'll let you know when it comes up. And I was referring to the cartoon, but I wasn't going to tell him. And then when it got there, you know, he's like 20 feet away. I was going to get up and go tell him, but I was like, it's not really worth that either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's good enough for the way it is. <laughs> no, don't worry uh, about it. I was going to show you something, but nope. After I remembered it, it uh, it wasn't that special. No, and it's not very holiday either. No. <laughs> so overall, what do you give this film or this special? Yeah, uh, it's been a while since we did the the best ratings on here since Spawn. Uh, but if I'm remembering correctly, a one is the lowest you can go, and five would be amazing, right? Correct. Oh, so I'm going to give this one Wookiee erection. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to give this one Jefferson Starship out of five. <laughs> it's just, this This is terrible. It is It is absolutely terrible. I'm glad that I have you here to go through it with me uh, because I, if I did this by myself, uh, there would probably be a lot more yelling than we probably even went through, and my sanity would be cracked and this podcast would probably be over. <laughs> probably would have punched a hole in your desk. That, that that's probably it. Uh, you know, it's not as mad as me. Well, I got really close to getting as mad as House of the Dead, uh, but 
Just to be immortal. <laughs> yeah, this this could be. This is immortal. That's the problem. <laughs> the Star Wars holiday special is never going to die. So we're making it immortal. We are because we're talking about, about it. it. Yep. Yeah. So before we do go, I thought now we did talk about this whole thing, but I wanted to go through a couple of the commercials. Um, and I know that you said that you skipped over them the second time that you watched this, correct? Yeah, I watched them originally the first time, but the second time I was in a hurry to make this as short as possible. <laughs> that that and that was probably the best way. You probably could have just watched it on like two times speed, and everything would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, and the songs would have still been long as hell. I know, and but you at least Leia's would have been short. And not to mention, uh, I mean, a couple of parts she had to get drowned out, but she still kind of was the best singer. I know, and you'd think. Mm. You have Jefferson Starship on this. Or the Golden still, Globe winner. Or the Golden Globe winner, <laughs> Diane Calhoun. Uh, Today's okay. the it's over. day. <laughs> You're gracing us with a song? <laughs> Isn't that the song? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so I'm going to play a couple of these commercials. They're not very long, but I thought that these were kind of the fun ones. Because the thing is, is that going back... Like, and originally I totally was going to skip over them, but the moment I started watching these commercials, I'm like, man, I want to see what other old commercials, because for having it, the file being so long, like this special is like, what, an hour and maybe 20 minutes, maybe less than that. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I, th- I mean, it's probably more around like an hour and 15 minutes, because there's at least a good like 45 minutes of commercials that go along with this. And editing on these commercials are terrible. And it was weird that between each commercial, it was like literally they're putting in a tape that was like they're getting ready to load up the next tape and switching it out and putting it in, and then the commercial starts. So for audio purposes, this was super easy to put everything together for the commercials because there's a giant black space in between them. So let's take a a listen to uh, the first one. There used to be more of us in the International Ladies Garment Workers Union. But a lot of our jobs have disappeared. A lot of the clothes Americans are buying for women and kids are imports. They're being made in foreign places. When the work's done here, we can support our families and pay our taxes and buy the things other Americans make. That's what it means when the label says union. Look for the union labels. When you are buying a coat dress or blouse, remember somewhere our union sewing. So the reason that I used that one is because that one was uh, lampooned on South Park on the episode where Butters becomes a freak to be on the Maury Povich show. And Maury Povich, he bans the freaks because he doesn't want to give them the prizes anymore. And that's when Cartman becomes the, uh, whatever, I do what I want, like type of lady. And so in the middle of that, they actually do it, but it's the true freak label uh, instead of the union label. And they sing the whole song. You know, I should have known this already, but you're quite a South Park expert, are you not? Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's only one of the kind of, I don't want to say original animated shows, but 
like the big animated shows that are still on that I still watch, and that's South Park. Like, I was, I mean, I'm still a big Simpsons fan, but I kind of dropped off the last couple years. Like, I really haven't seen episodes. But I'll go back and watch the old stuff all the way up to, God, probably around season 16 or 17. I'll watch episodes, uh, and sometimes more of the newer ones. But South Park, I've been watching for, God, I'm still, like, watching the episodes every week now that they're out. Because they're not very long seasons. Well, I remember even buying these on DVD, you know, long before streaming. And it's just crazy to be like season one, season two, and then you talk about how many seasons are invested already. It's like, has time passed that much? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. They're on what, season 22, I think, of South Park? Uh, I mean, I guess. That's what they're on now. It's it's nuts. But again, they're like, and and they're kind of, again, I've, I've spoken about it before, but they're kind of like the inspiration of kind of the way I do the podcast where they do there there's a really good documentary called 6 days to air and basically it's 6 days for them to write the script to record the audio to animate everything and get it sent over to Comedy Central. That's amazing turnaround. And they that's why they only do like 10 maybe 11 episodes a season now. But they were even doing this back when they were doing like 20 something episodes, but they'd cut the season in half like they'd have the first 12 episodes during the fall and then you get another 12 episodes in the spring. Now you only get like 10 to 12 episodes in the fall. Were they the first ones to do that? Because a lot of TV shows adapted that. Yes, they were the very first ones to do it. Um, And then other animated shows started doing it. Because like The Simpsons, for example, they used to do everything a year in advance. Everything was written a year in advance. So they'd have the ideas. And that's what kind of... It worked back in the early days. But when they did it in like the later seasons, they were behind the times. Like they were doing an episode about you know, illegal music downloading when that has like totally vanished from everybody's eyes like two years ago, two years prior, I should say. So kind of like these commercials. Exactly. Exactly. Like these commercials. So, and that's actually, there's going to be a running theme in these, a lot of these commercials that I'm going to play. Well, at least on two big ones, this one, and then another one where it's talking about like foreign industry coming in. Like the, the whole point of this commercial was like, look for the union label because they're the ones, you know, that's what's going to get you the real, true American-made stuff. America. That's right. So let's go on to commercial number two. An outstanding World Series. Three home runs in one game. Now that was a day I'll never forget. And it helped me to get my own candy hit. Reggie, with a rich caramel center, lots of fresh roasted peanuts, and a super chocolatey covering. Reggie, the candy they named after me. Mmm. Reggie, you taste pretty good. Okay, how do I get my own fucking candy bar? I was like, what? <laughs> Reggie Jackson. I remember that one. Like, Reggie Jackson's candy bar. I said the same thing. I'm like, he had a fucking candy bar? And it was like a little but disc. Even- even hearing you say it like that, like the Reggie Jackson candy bar, doesn't sound too bad. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But no, it's just called Reggie. He's like, Reggie tastes pretty good. I'm like, I don't want to know what Reggie tastes like. <laughs> Are you a cannibal? <laughs> Reggie well, has a nice caramel center. <laughs> covered in chocolate. Oh, that sounds like a uh, sex move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's in your VR machine coming soon. That's right. Let's go ahead and Reggie. listen to commercial number three. Oh, guess what it is? For some reason, it's the same fucking commercial, so we'll go on to commercial number four. 
Okay. This is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Batteries not included. He's under your control. With a click from the telesonic commander. To circle. To proceed forward. To circle. Or to pick up the support module and return. All on your command. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, the telesonic robot from Shopper. Now, was that made in Nilbog? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. You didn't catch <laughs> that. Was why I, that one. Anymore. That was reason, totally reason why I grabbed that one because it goes at the end. Because it, it keeps going Tobor, 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 and that then Tobor's robot spelled backwards. Why are you even fucking spelling it out for us? Yeah, and you know what's so funny is the whole time I was listening to it, I hear the tubular bells. I'm like, did they remix the Exorcist theme in the background? Maybe. Uh, why not? <laughs> Tobor. Tobor. <laughs> and Tobor uh, goes in circles. Ooh, all right, it goes in circles. That's going to make me want to buy the goddamn toy. Uh, they also okay. showed that other one that was like the one where it follows the lines or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's if they could only see the kind of robots we have now. That's the right, Tobars. Well, you know, they'd probably be impressed with our VR machines that link directly to mm-hmm. Pornhub. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm glad you went there. I didn't have to. That's right. Let's go with number five. This country may be in danger. We could be losing something we can't afford to lose. Once in this country, when a man produced a product. It was the best he could possibly make. He stood behind it with pride. He lived a simple idea. Do it right or don't do it at all. Nobody told him that. No government agency dictated it. And it built a standard of living for the world to aim at. Now that idea is threatened by the slipshod, the second rate. To some, it means quick riches. To some, it means quick death of the standards we have built. Some are fighting this threat. Whirlpool Corporation believes in one simple idea. To continue to design, build, and service home appliances the right way. With pride. So you can live with them comfortably for years. Or they will not build them at all. If we can't keep this simple idea alive, then indeed we are the endangered species. Okay, so this is the one that you have to, like, watch along with listen. Like, it's still ridiculous because... As I've said earlier, Whirlpool, like, obviously buys a lot of their shit, like, and it manufactures it outside of the U.S. Like, to think back to this day, and you hear the way that they're talking about it, and the whole thing is like a bald eagle floating or flying over a lake grabbing fish. I almost wonder, would it have been better if the bald eagle was the one doing the talking? It would have been so much better. Like, hey, look at me. <laughs> it buy from Americans, or else it's going to be the death of the industry. Like, so worried about that. Nowadays, it's like, well, fuck the industry. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, originally, people didn't design it or build it unless it was a good idea. And I'm like, well, nowadays, we have this thing called warranties, and we'll just build it really fast and not care. And if you have the warranty, you won't be screwed. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's why we sell this ridiculously priced warranty or insurance. Because <laughs> yeah, we know it's going to break, but we don't want to have to deal with you later when you're mad about it. That's right. All right, so we got one commercial left, and let's see which one this is. Now I've got real panties in my pantyhose. 
hear cheery indulgence. Now we've got real panties in our pantyhose. It's sheer indulgence. The real panty pantyhose with cool, comfortable cotton, not just in one spot, but inside the whole panty. Now we've got real uh. panties in our pantyhose. It's sheer indulgence. Till November 25th, buy one, get one free. Uh. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the one. We didn't talk about this, uh, about what commercials you're going to do, but I knew the panties in the pantyhose was going to pop oh up. Oh, my God. It's so goddamn funny. Oh. You know why I picked it, too? Because it's the best goddamn song the entire fucking night that I was watching this thing. <laughs> well, not to mention the visuals that go with it are quite hilarious because they're totally advertising these pantyhose. Like, oh, check dude. out this crotch spot. That's right. Oh. It's real panties inside these real pantyhose. Like... They're fake pantyhose. Like, what's the difference between real and yours? Like, <laughs> not mine. I don't wear them. No. What about yours, Brian? Oh well, you know, mine's more of a lycra blend. I mean, do okay. do they even sell pantyhose anymore? I don't think you can find those anywhere. Like, I remember my mom like wearing them for work and stuff like that. But yeah, you don't see it anymore. I mean, no. since I don't work in the office, I don't know. But it, I did find it funny that two of these commercials were musicals. Also, and like, they, this was just a big thing they did in the 70s, huh? It truly was. I mean, jingles were like the big thing back then. Like, they still were kind of in the 80s, you know, but it. I think jingles moved more to like the, I mean, I miss TV songs, like theme songs that you can sing to, you know, but you don't see those as much anymore. You don't get the, every once in a while you'll get one, but there was so much more to these like advertising jingles that existed back in the 70s and even some of it in the 80s. And the one that I did originally put on here, but for some reason turned out to be fucking Reggie Jackson twice in his candy, was the one with the Hungry Jack biscuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That commercial was hilarious. Um, but, I mean, these were some of my favorites that I saw. I, there could have been others that like I could have picked out from there because, like I said, there was like a good half an hour to 45 minutes of commercials in this whole thing. There was some drug commercials on how Excedrin is better than all these other people or Contact or Comtrex or whatever. And so many that were like, oh yeah, make sure that you buy American because that's going to be the best thing for the country. To be honest, it was a total role, role reversal. You could have, oh, the commercials are coming on. you got to sit back and watch them. And then the Star Wars holiday specials come back on. Okay, I can get up and do something now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, All right, I got a good twenty minutes before the commercials are back, so <laughs> I can do lots of stuff. So, uh, with that being said, um, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself a little bit there, Dave? Sorry, I almost choked on my own spit. <laughs> That's okay. I'll plug myself a lot of it. So, uh, if you guys have listened to this podcast before, you know me, Phantom Dark Dave. But what you may not know is I have a whole new Twitter account. I took a leap of absence for Twitter. And I neglected to get on within the 30-day mark, and my entire thing got trashed, so I'm starting from scratch. So I went with what made sense, and since I'm Phantom Dark Dave, my Twitter handle is at Dave underscore Phantom, so follow me there. And you'll see Brian float over to my podcast, so come check out Dave's Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, follow it on Twitter. Follow it on all places you listen to podcasts. I cover all sorts of Different topics, uh, mainly horror, but I bounce around from sci-fi, comic books, cartoons, and a lot of Shoot the Breeze episodes, which Brian has been in one of my favorite ones. And you're listening to this in this glorious month of December, and Brian is going to be on one, so come find it. 
Yes, uh, I think I all have already been, unless you're going to put it on after this. I'm not sure when you're going to do it, because we were recording earlier than, uh, well, as the day that this is being released on Christmas Eve, so I'm not sure when yours is going to be released, but I get to jump over there after uh, we record this. Not tonight, but on another night. I'm very excited, because uh, I haven't been over to your podcast in a while. Plus, eventually we need to work out our Powerpuff Girl episode, or did I just uh, spoil something there? No, it's okay. If anybody's heard the podcast before, they already know it's in the making. And uh, I actually thought it would be a really nice surprise if we released the episodes on the same day. So if you're releasing this on Christmas Eve, the one you're going to come on will also be available on Christmas Eve. So no excuse. Everybody can download both episodes and enjoy as much Dave and Brian as you can take. That's right. We won't be talking about Star Wars over there, though. At least not the holiday special. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. He's not going to tell me what we're going to be talking about. Oh, so if you that should be a teaser enough for you to jump over to Dave's Pop Culture Podcast and listen to uh, the other holiday special, I guess, that's going to be over there. <laughs> this time, we're going to talk about uh, a Connie Chung Christmas. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brian, you like a very Brady Christmas, don't you? <laughs> no! Uh, I mean, if we talk about Pinky and the Brain Christmas might be down... Uh, oh boy so um thanks dave thanks for uh, sticking this out with me and uh appreciate you being on and i hope you guys went back and you checked all the other uh episodes that were out there for christmas um you know i had a lot of fun doing all that stuff go back and make sure you check out the spawn episode of the podcast if you want to hear us talk about spawn uh dave and i as long along with all the other people uh so as always, uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, hope you've had a happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you celebrate. Uh, make sure that you celebrated it the best way that you possibly could. If you don't celebrate any of that shit, make sure you get nice and drunk on New Year's. So, <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, I'll check you out next time uh, for a brand new episode for the brand new year. Ciao. Hey everybody, I just want to thank you very much for listening to this little kind of interesting episode uh, that Dave and I did. And uh, I forgot to say that as with all the Christmas episodes, I'm adding a little, you know, non-traditional Christmas song to the end of them. So I hope you guys enjoy some Christopher Lee singing Little Drummer Boy. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.
Oh, oh, oh.